I'm Jerry East, and this is my podcast, The COVID-19 Lockdown Account. My mission is to interview 100 everyday people so they can share their story. We'll document their ups, their downs, and the challenges they face every day. These are historical times, and I hope you enjoy. Stay safe. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. So I have another interview going today. Thank you so much for either tuning in or listening today. Today I have Sue with me. Sue is a busy mother, grandmother, also wife, and a business owner as well. So first things first, how are we doing today, Sue? Very well, thank you, Jerry. Fantastic, fantastic. So for the viewers or listeners, depending on what platform they're using, Quickly summarise what it is that you do professionally. Okay, so I have a wellness centre in South Woodford, East 18, where we have 13 consulting and treatment rooms, which predominantly we rent out to small business owners. So if you, uh, and we specialise in psychological services, but we also have osteopath, a chiropractor, a physio, they're all small business owners and they just rent out the rooms as and when they need them. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, at the moment, what you do personally is so needed. Uh, I, I think a lot of people, myself included, have struggled mentally at one point during this uh, lockdown. And for those of you that are listening in the future or even today, uh, you know, we're in week six now, we're midway through week six, and everyone is struggling. Everyone, in some way or, or another, someone, everyone is struggling. Um, so how are you finding that? Okay, so my week is made up of working with clients. At this moment, I would say still about 80 even 85% of my clients are people who I'd already had in my diary. <clears throat> about 15% are new and I've had to give away about 10% of new clients. Not as many new clients were coming through for the first couple of weeks when this started, but the last few weeks, there's quite a lot of people who are realizing that the anxiety that this COVID is bringing about for them is reawakening other issues that they may have. And sometimes that's phobias, sometimes it's just worries. Oh, worries, bear with me, turn that off. Worries that are getting a little bit out of hand for them and having someone practically face-to-face -face because some of these online forums they don't really get the interaction and at least they've got a one-to-one -one interaction and it's working. It's what people need at this moment. Yeah. So you've um, you managed to pivot online fairly seamlessly. Are you, are you finding that the likes of what we're using now, Zoom or even FaceTime is, is working quite well? I've not used FaceTime myself, Jerry, but to yeah. be perfectly honest with you, I was surprised because I'm not very technical, but beyond surprised at how robust the psychological services, counsellors, psychotherapists, psychologists, how we have managed to transfer our work from face-to-face -to, -face to online. It really astonished me. It took me 
you know, <laughs> several hours to get the whole of the Zoom bit. And only over the last few weeks am I more comfortable because in the beginning I was using headphones and eight or nine hours with clients a day. At the end of the day, I was having bad headaches, but I worked out how to get the system coming, you know, from the speakers. And that's great. It's worked really great now. And it's, I'm encouraging the clients to perhaps not always have things over there is for them. Yeah. Some they need it if they need privacy because of the other people who are in their household. And yeah, sometimes yeah. they're the people who are triggering them, who they actually need to be offloading about. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. I think you have a field day with my, with my wife right about now. Um, not because I'm particularly, well, I, I am challenging, but I'm not in that way. I, I'm more just a big, you know, fumbling fool that kind of tries to make a joke out of a lot of stuff and then gets very, goes one way or the other because of business. And I think that, you know, where she is more of a rock in our household and very stern faced and um, she, she weathers the storm very well. Uh, I take that for granted. And I, I, I can definitely see that maybe having a, probably having a chat with you at some point would, would definitely help, even though she does hold her cards close to her chest at the moment. Is there anything that you'd say is is happening more though than than usual in your field at the moment? Is there anything quite rife that you know think it needs to be addressed? I wouldn't say there's a definitive. It's all about this or that. Um, a percentage of people at any time, at least twenty percent of my clients are in education in one way or another, whether they're a classroom assistant, whether they're a head, whether they're working in the back of schools. So they've got their issues at the moment, not least of all coming up to doing the A-levels and GCSEs and oh, just new learnings that they're having. And other people really worried because they feel that they're being put in, you know, obviously I've got people in different jobs, including the NHS, who are feeling that they are vulnerable and they're in the front line. Yeah. I've got others who've got their business and they had done so well building their business. And then all of a sudden they can see it imploding. And some of their main clients are saying to them, we're asking everyone to take a four week um, holiday. And of course, everything's got a knock on effect. So there isn't one main thing, but if there was one change that is from now as to early March, I would say obviously it's much more about the here and now. And people do want to talk about their conspiracy theories about whether this is man-made or not. And people want to talk about how they feel just coping in their individual homes, as you so clearly put. Yeah, yeah, I think... Um... I can definitely resonate with what you just said about, you know, having a business that to be fair, yeah, I'm in that boat. You know, I've had a, I've been self-employed. I had my first business when I was, uh, when I was 13 or 14, about 13, 14 as an antique dealer, but you know, I opened up my first gym 12 years ago and the second gym three years ago. And when I say every waking hour, sometimes in my sleep, I work and I, I'm always kind of, I never switch off. You can't switch off when it's your nah, own business, can you, Jerry? Everything, and everything was going, you know, I'm there. Everything was going better than it's ever been. And the amount of people I've heard say this, and then, button, gone. I, and I'm <laughs> there too. I'm there too, because 
when I say we've got 13 rooms in the wellness center, the truth is it comprised of our original one, which set up in 2011, which has eight. And we set up our new one only last November, not even six months ago, which has got an additional five rooms. And between you and me, I was negotiating just at this time to potentially get another plot of land to potentially build some more because the certainly the peak times five o'clock six o'clock seven o'clock eight o'clock in the evenings there's no space people are fighting for the rooms yeah. but now my concern oh it's not a concern i just think that people are going to do things differently and they may decide afterwards to continue a percentage working remotely and again even in your industry whilst people there's nothing like having the direct contact that is never going to be replicated but you too may find that you're going to start doing certain things more remotely so you can harness that um demographic because they're going to be people who think do you know what do i really need to spend half an hour driving there having troubles parking getting back this way i've got my hours um gym session or counseling session and i can just get on with my life straight away so there are going to be a lot of people who maybe not every time they may predominantly still prefer face to face but they're going to want for a percentage of their time to think, do you know what? It'll be easier for the next couple of weeks if I do it virtually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, every now and then you'll see me looking to the side and those of you watching, there's me just taking notes for summarizing and, and then for, for when we finish off this um, this episode. But I totally, yeah, I, I totally get that and the worry. I'm in also a similar position where a lot of my trainers that hire space off of me are moving online which is fantastic and I know a lot of them want to continue doing that but they also want to be in-house and I do think you know the element of a human touch the fact that there is a safe space the whole process of leaving the house where it is and being able to escape to somewhere where there's an element of safety and freedom in the same way as my facility and your and definitely definitely more so with your facility i don't think that this can overtake that I, I really don't and if it does um there is always a way for you to pivot and and, and move other things around that would work to your benefit anyway um which you know it's absolutely fascinating as well that i think a lot of people don't feel safe to just put a set of headphones on and talk in their own home um and Personally, if I was going to, you know, confide and have a uh, have a session or have sessions with with yourself, and I have had counselling in the past, um, which I'm pretty open about, I would have preferred 100% to have gone to a facility for that. I don't, you know, needs must at the moment, which is fine, but you know, as I think about it, I would feel a lot better. To, go into a safe place and, and have no ears anywhere that could hear what's going on. Jerry, I'm doing quite a number of sessions, particularly those which may have issues around domestic violence or just any other challenges. It can be around anything. I specialize in sexual abuse. I, I, I specialize in all areas and I'm having a lot of 
clients who are having their sessions from their cars. They are literally yeah. going into their cars. This is my space. I've locked the doors. No one's coming in here. Not for the next 50, session, 50 minutes. And that's kind of um, interesting to me that people don't feel as comfortable speaking freely, even though they may have quite a large home. It's, you just yeah. want to be a little bit away from it. Yeah, you have to be. But something like that, in, in that environment, there's an element of fear and the fact that you don't... Those people, I can't imagine what they're going through, but there would be that awful element of fear that someone's listening. Um, and that but, it isn't even, but it isn't even always because there's anything traumatic and awful. It can literally just be that someone wants to offload and say, do you know what? It's my partner who is the solid rock going on at the moment. And yeah. I'm being a bit of a sure. Give me some strategies yeah. that you think can kind of help me to help the home environment at this moment and it might not be so terrible but they might just not want to have it said potentially in earshot so they can speak more freely yeah i think yeah i, I can definitely definitely um you know relate to that um like i said right at the beginning it's mostly my wife that is um is being the rock for our at least our children at the moment uh, which yeah i get that i totally get that and Sometimes I feel similarly to like you're saying, I feel like I should be doing more, not just from a business standpoint. I mean, you know, I'm up at half five more or less every morning and I'm doing stuff until about probably nine o'clock every night. But that is a lot of that's business. And then ducking in and out and doing the fun stuff with the kids, like chasing them around, but not doing some of the other fundamental things that, you know, really deep down I feel guilty about not doing. So I can definitely definitely feel for that and i'll probably ask you for some advice when we uh, when we go off camera um moving back to the uh, to your family stuff at the moment so you know some of the things that you're hearing and seeing through your business is is one thing but how is it for you personally at the moment how, how are you finding it in your household what does that look like to the people listening and, and uh and uh, what and viewing yeah well again uh, as i was saying i think that Anybody who hasn't got an outside space at the moment, genuinely, my heart goes out to them. I'm very blessed, and so I have no complaints so far as that's concerned. But even my husband of 43 years, even he's getting a bit stir-crazy and saying he wants to start going out. He's only said it for the first time this week, and my closest friend... Um, a few people are saying it to me now that they're beginning to get a bit they want to get out and that's yeah. to be expected but um you know in comparison to many i have no reason to complain but i just think it's kind of a feeling of claustrophobia when we're told we can't do something it's our kind of a British attitude, don't tell me. If I want to go out for two walks a day, I'll go out for two walks a day. It's kind of, we're not used to being told what to do. It's not our psyche. Our great British mindset is just get on and do what you're told, but kind of not entirely. <laughs> I think, that's what I think anyway. Yes, <laughs> what makes us so amazing. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I love the British mindset. I think someone, I, I saw something earlier that 
because obviously a lot of people are walking around nowadays and uh, getting a lot of exercise outside, which is which is fantastic. But someone's put up a sign uh, and brought back the Ministry of Silly Walks from Monty Python, and people are doing it. People are walking from one post to the other and doing the Ministry of Silly Walks, which uh, obviously John Cleese was famous for back in um, back in the eighties. Uh, which is, you know, it's amazing that that kind of stiff upper lip, but at the same time, stupid, fun-loving humour that the eccentricity of the British public is really shining through right now. And it's, you know, I think it's wonderful any kind of any kind of uplifting little challenges. Today, for the first time, I put on a frock that I bought before the lockdown, and I am going to put out on a group that I'm part of. Perhaps before the end of this weekend, get your glam rags on. I haven't worn this. It was a new necklace. And I thought, Do you know what? I'm actually going to dress up because I'm talking to Jerry. And actually, I feel kind of a bit more uplifted myself, just yeah. the fact that I've done that. And I think we should all, at least once <laughs> this weekend, get ourselves a little bit more dressed up. And I don't know, why not? <laughs> I love that, you know, it's going to get exclamation marks on that, on my pad here. Uh, and I will, you know, one day I think uh, I'll probably share the, the notes that I write during sessions so people can see what goes through my mind as, as, as I'm interviewing. But I was actually having a chat yesterday uh, with a gentleman that works for me, funnily enough. Um, I actually thought I, I might as well interview some of the people closer to me as well as people from all over. And um, he said to me that every day when he goes to work, he lays out, all of the, the, the kit, because we wear a uniform at work, um, which is just this, you know, a pair of black joggers, a personal training T-shirt, a hoodie with the emblem on the back, um, and you make yourself smart and presentable to go into work. And he's doing our maintenance in the facility right now. And he said the first time he went there, um, he just chucked on joggers and a, and a top, and he got there and he couldn't get into it, and he couldn't do any work, and he said he knew what the problem was. He actually drove home, got in kit, and he said, as he was pulling on his uniform, it was like pulling on a superhero costume and then ended up doing like a 10-hour day, which I hadn't asked him to do um, because he was putting on that outfit. He was getting ready. He wasn't just wearing what he found on the floor, which I completely get right now. And a lot can be said for, for what you just said. Um, make a bit of an effort once a week. Put on something you love. And... Uh, and remember what this is all about, I suppose, because it does, it really does have a difference, massive difference. That there is actually a theory out about the psychology of clothing and you're so on point. Mm, I definitely help. I do at the same time, all of my staff, when, uh, when this all happened, I realised that mentally people were going to struggle. Um, so I gave the staff structure immediately, gave them a timetable, gave them a class timetable, said they had to wear equipment. I've got everyone one of these because they're filming on online. So they kind of feel that they're not naked online, if you know what I mean. Um, they feel like, well, now I've got the brand behind me. I'm in uniform. I have a sensible authority. So the moment these guys that had never been live online before in their whole lives went online and pressed that live button, which is scary, uh, they were fine. And I cannot, I cannot praise my team enough because of how well they went from training people in the gym to then just woof, in front of a little a little black dot, you know, uh, which, you know, I take my heart off to them and, you know, I love them for that. Um, 
What about, I mean, do, do, are you finding that quite a lot of your family are getting in touch? Are you, um, are you, are you nearby? Are you close? In fact, I know that you're not uh, physically close to one group of yes, your family. Yeah. Um, my grandchildren, I've got two sons, one's local and one lives in uh, Florida. Yep. And uh, with my uh, daughter-in-law and my two granddaughters and for us to endeavour to try to help them because they're all going through issues and changes with their business, they're similar ages to you. Um, it occurred to me that the BBC put something out which has access for all of us called yeah. BBC Bite Size for the little ones, the three to five year olds, all the way through. Um, I've got one in that category and another one who's a five to seven year old. And I said to my husband, how about we have a regular arrangement that maybe three o'clock for us is 10 o'clock for them. Yeah. And that even if it's just for 20 minutes and then a bit of fun, that they have a regular little lesson. And it helps obviously doing a little bit of remote babysitting and i think a lot of grandparents who are finding this time so difficult and parents who equally are finding it difficult if they know that their child oh look it's time to phone up the grandparents now i wonder what they're going to do and they do a few little bits of learning followed by a bit of a story and bits of fun that for the parents of your generation could make it easier also that's, uh, that has blown my mind. <laughs> um, there's such a fantastic idea because my parents, um, you know, my, my parents aren't actually together. Um, so my, my kids have got two sets of grandparents just on my side alone. And then um, my wife's um, parents that are still, still happily married. Um, and our kids are missing their grandparents so much. And I know that my our, our parents are missing the kids so much as well. And that is just such a, a crazy simple idea to add structure to the day as well, um, where one, one set of, of the grandparents a day exactly. on a rotation exactly. would, be, would be fine. Exactly. And also, you will know, great, we have got a space every day between that and that where the kids are going to be occupied. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Good um, you know, if you've got two different, whichever way you want to structure it, you could even have, yeah, there's lots of ways to do it. I think it's it's needed because the thread that connects blood to blood, you to your children, I heard you have a hug before, wouldn't let them go off, go off, come hug first. Um, <laughs> but there is something even stronger in a weird way between parents and our grandparents and children and mm. why not utilize it oh god yeah, yeah. Like they adore their grandchildren uh, their grandparents and, and vice versa yeah and obviously of course you would um, and we've got a very big family as well so i think we probably and need the schools to and the schools aren't on I, I, no. i've said my my six-year-old yesterday learnt the difference between and amphibians and reptiles and birds and mammals and all of that was done in a really fun way in like 20 minutes but it was done in such a lovely way and then when we see the next time we'll end up kind of 
building on it and saying, okay. And I just think it's a really lovely idea because the schools can't do everything at the mm. moment, obviously, much as they would love to. And even when the schools return, it's going to have to be, I don't know, one week on, one week off, or mornings and It's going to be less than they're used to. So we're going to have to be very diverse as well, which is going to be you know, it's going to be interesting times to say the least. And I think that there's there's a lot of you know where there's things going wrong for people. I think there's going to be for those who think outside the box a lot of opportunity, which has got my mind thinking for a lot of ideas as well. But you know, it's going to be very interesting for us at the moment, and it's going to be very interesting for for everybody that has to think outside the box. That um, that people in business like yourself. You know, well, I do, I'm, a, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and I had to check with my um, insurance whether or not the disclaimers were going to be appropriate for certain things because you've got to protect yourself as well. Otherwise, yeah. you can't potentially help your clients to safely do their gym work or in my case, to have their counselling. Um, but doing certain um mindfulness because we do mindfulness mm. that's really great at the moment predominantly we're incorporating it in one-to-ones but again let's see how long this go goes on for because that may be a potentially i go to a choir on a personal level and um they've got like about 100 people all coming in to the choir so I think doing mindfulness is something during this COVID time, which can be a really useful strategy for just uh, regulating, allowing yeah. us to feel grounded. And once we feel grounded, whatever freneticism might have been going on from three in the morning, fresh ideas coming on, we actually need to, I call it, it's great to have all those thoughts if, if they're good if you're an entrepreneur or if they're not so good if you're struggling with intrusive negative thoughts but we need to know how to get off that roundabout and ground ourselves i love that i completely love that and you know what we are going to come into a bit of a close now i like to keep these interviews bite-sized so people can get lots of little bits of information and then uh, if they want to talk to you further we can uh, we can move over to um to sending people out your information, which we will show into the show notes as well, guys. Um, great. Forest Therapy Centre. We're doing it remotely. It doesn't matter where you are. You can be in the north of Scotland or the south of England. There you go. Land Centre, John O'Groats right there. So we can, yeah, we'll get all of that set out for you. Um, and I, I really do resonate with the, um, with the mindfulness stuff that you're, you're about the fourth person I've actually brought, who, who's brought this up, sorry. And, and just to slow down that kind of washing machine of thoughts in your mind, having a little bit of mindfulness. And we actually brought a mindfulness coach into the, for my team once upon a time, which, you know, we could always talk about talking to you and your therapist about even doing it remotely uh, because the, the, the amount of help that gave my team was, was through the roof. So as we move over to a close now, Sue, and, you know, I really appreciate you coming on today. And, you know, I've learned a lot, um, especially when, you know, the remote babysitting, I think, is probably one of the best ideas I've ever heard in my life. And thank you so much for, for, for sharing that. If you were to go back now, so we're in week six now. If you were to go back to the very beginning, and this is a question I ask everybody, and give yourself either a piece of advice or to give yourself a piece of information you now know, is there anything that you would say to yourself or what bit of advice could you give yourself now knowing what you know? 
A very simple personal thing, again, I shared with you, is find out, because Zoom was completely alien to me, find out how to use the computer from within, uh, uh, speakers within your computer system, rather than if you're doing eight or nine clients a day at the end of each day i was having such a headache and yeah. so i wasn't able to have my downtime at the end of the night because i wasn't feeling 100 percent. and then uh -huh. it was back to work the next day so i felt so different now i've managed to work out how to get the um sound coming through the speakers uh, so something that simple guys just uh just get your speakers working i think i think the uh, the bigger picture from that would be you know find ways to to communicate with people uh, allow yourself to uh, to kind of be a beginner again with some things but more importantly learn your tech and uh, and get your head around the stuff that is ultimately going to help you when it comes to uh, carrying on or pivoting your business as you've so uh, so rightfully done so and you've done a fantastic job of it as well so guys I'm going to include all of Sue's information uh, in the show notes of this uh, interview uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed this one and if you guys have too and if anything has resonated with you please do press that share button and get this podcast or uh, YouTube video out there for your friends and family to see so they can benefit from the stuff that you benefited from. Either way guys if you have enjoyed this please let us know with a cheeky little comment please keep it keen and if you'd like to help me on my quest right now I'm looking to interview 100 people. So you're number 35 but I'm looking for uh, yeah, another 65 people to help me in my quest um, to uh, document these historical times. Guys, stay safe. Sue, thank you so much. And I hope you've enjoyed this session. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye.